I think we can improve the pace of, mm -hmm. of delivering, of shipping. We have been shipping. I think it's a bear. We don't have that huge of a budget. We're mostly self-funded. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's one of the most complex state machines that you can find, but we still ship. And uh, that, that makes me happy, but, it's, but we, need, we still need to go faster. Earlier this year, I interviewed Alux, the founder of the Maya Protocol, on the exciting project and you know fork of Thorchain before it had even actually properly launched. Now, about nine or so months later, it has launched. It is actually doing active trading, and there have been all kinds of interesting hiccups and things like that along the way. So I decided to check back in with Alux and kind of get his perspective on what's happened so far and where Maya's going from there. Also, since then, I decided to become a Maya ambassador myself, so keep that in mind for any potential conflicts of interest. However, I definitely didn't hold back on asking some of the tough questions, especially regarding things like the stuck Dash transactions that have happened for a while and other things like that. So, hey everyone. Uh, I have the fantastic pleasure of, once again, speaking with the one and only Alux. How's it going, man? Hi, guys. Hello, sir. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. It's, uh, I can't remember when was the last time we did an interview. It was probably December, somewhere in November, December last year. It was like uh, before the end of the year, I think. Yeah, I think we might have another one later, but I'd have to check that up. I have yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there was a, I think I did a, a Dash podcast, um, which was a live podcast, which is not technically an interview, I guess, sort of. So that must be, that must be what, a, what the one was in between. But I remember the first time we had just a regular, purely Maya-based interview was before there was such a thing is by a protocol in the real world. So um, it's an exciting time. So first off, retrospective, right? How's, mm -hmm. How have things been? How did you, um, how would you kind of categorize this last, um, it says it nine months ago was, that was when we first spoke. So that's like a, a, a baby's gestation period, right? So last yeah. nine months, um, how, how has it been from your perspective? Actually, I have I have a link with all my interviews uh, mm -hmm. available on Ordinary Docs. It was on the 18th of January, still before the launch, but it was this year already. Mm. So uh, time flies, time flies away. Yeah, uh, yeah doing great. Uh, very happy to to see kind of uh, two years of work culminate in something that's actually uh, in some semblance working. Uh, obviously, there's always quirks uh, and, and little things, but you know, 99% of the time it's working, and that's more than we can ask for. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there, there's always differing of expectations, right? Uh, uh, in some senses, I feel uh, we are kind of exceeding the expectations I had. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, the community support and how people put on the camiseta, like we would mm -hmm. say in Mexico. Mm -hmm. uh, I find that incredible, super inspiring. Uh, the, the community support through good and bad has been amazing, and I'm super thankful for that. I I, I expect at, at the end of the day, you might expect less when you're speaking about you know a community of anon anonymous people 
uh, that has no connection to you. You don't know them. You don't know their faces. You just know their kind of their tag, their username. Uh, and you don't expect that you can form such a tight community of, of people that, that believe in, in what you're building. So, yeah, that's exceeding my expectations. Also, on the liquidity side of things, uh, we hit it out of the park during the auction, and we managed to keep most of it despite unlocks, despite uh, uh, perhaps going a bit slower on the roadmap. So that that makes me also very happy. Um, so that that has exceeded my expectations, and also the interest from user interfaces to to have us uh, in. Then what what has kind of been below my expectations, uh, and that might be me being critical of us, uh, is uh, pace. I think we can improve the pace of, mm -hmm. of delivering, of shipping. We have been shipping. I think it's a bear. We don't have that huge of a budget. We're mostly self-funded. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's one of the most complex state machines that you can find, but we still ship. And uh, that, that makes me happy. But it's but we need we still need to go faster, and uh, and we need to find creative ways on how we can go faster safely. So uh, that's that's one thing. Um, while I said that the interest from user interfaces to have us to integrate Maya has been greater than I expected, their pace has also been slower than I yeah, expected. Yeah, of course. So sometimes I'll see somebody that really really wants to have Maya, but because of their team or or because of whatever. They set kind of this arbitrary goal, like once you have this or once you have that. And then once we do have that, uh, they, they'll, they'll be a bit slower. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's just, again, shuffling priorities. And it's the same while, why we cannot have a good pace yet at Maya. Uh, there's just so many things going on. You're talking about mainnet, you're talking about debugging, you're talking about maintaining a station net uh, and server costs down. You're talking about actually coding and then reviewing that code and then testing that code. So you have kind of these pipelines. And if you focus too much on one thing, you'll, you'll probably let go of something somewhere else. So then you have to go back and fix mistakes. And uh, my, my guess is user interfaces are also much more that way than I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, this means that having new things, uh, it's, it's tougher for them as well. So uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the nuance of it, but uh, uh in general i'm happy and uh we just need to keep improving every day <laughs> yeah i mean it is kind of incredible to imagine like i remember a time before thorchain it was not that long ago and now with thorchain and then maya working as well like i think it's it's crazy to think of what was something that even today people still think is like um, experimental or that they don't believe it works. You see all the time of people on Twitter and things, people just, people have these very big opinions about how way DeFi works that doesn't apply to Torche or Maya. And they just yeah. they don't understand that it, it, it works. And that's crazy. Now, the one thing that was, um, the, it is pretty cool to see that Maya has been able to replicate, you know, Thorchain's ability to just work. Um, Mm -hmm. There was that the one weird issue with the dash transaction sticking, which um, mm -hmm. depending on when you're actually watching this, this interview might, might be a thing, might not. We'll see. We're talking about things in the future. So you might mm -hmm. be like, ah, it's not a thing. But uh, 
Yeah, so that thing's it's got to be one of the more frustrating issues you've dealt with, right? Because it seems like you got the chain working really well. It seems like everything worked and then it just a weird random bug that like no one no one really I guess anticipated kind of cropped up. I lost you there for a short second, yeah. but uh, we're asking yeah. about Dash and how frustrating it is. Yeah, the st- the <laughs> stickening when unstuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good question. So yes, uh, it's one of the frustrating things. Uh, you know, you, you have these big things working out pretty well, but then there's always this needle in the haystack thing when something doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, sometimes it's very straightforward and kind of the, the needle is laying on top of the haystack and that's the first mm-hmm. thing you find and that's great but sometimes you're just trying different things uh, uh cautiously obviously but you're trying mm-hmm. and looking at different things and you just uh, uh kind of like in the dash on stock we're kind of out of ideas what else it could be aside mm-hmm. from asynchrony uh issue that awaits our current theory mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah so uh, a bit of context of what's happening for those that are not aware uh we have a very peculiar uh issue on dash where some outbounds what is mm-hmm. an outbound when you swap from one asset to dash or when you send dash and you get a refund of dash that's a dash outbound so it's the network paying you dash whereas an inbound would be the inverse you paying the network mm-hmm. something so uh, now some of the dash outbounds uh were getting stuck and at the beginning, it was actually a, a node a validator issue. Some uh, some nodes hadn't scanned properly the history of Dash, so we fixed that. And then there was again a validator issue where some didn't have their ports set up correctly on Dash, so we fixed that. But by then there were some stock transactions already, uh, uh, and then gas started being more, more volatile on dash and how the uh, dash team that helped us and us decided to program things it would try uh, and have the sensitivity to the gas price mm-hmm. uh, so that more would get stuck then we would churn and i would change the address where uh, maya can send funds from but the transaction was still with the older address so it, anyway it just started piling up uh and uh we ended up having a, a, a large QE, uh, 50, 60 transactions. Um, some were paid out already. And then wh- where we are right now is we believe that the, the thing is working, but the queue is very uh, uh, clogged in the sense that actually mm-hmm. many of the stock transactions are on being retried on the same blocks. Mm-hmm. So uh, we believe it, wa- it might either be that clogging issue uh, or it might be a synchrony issue where, for the same reason that there's so many transactions, uh, mm. even if a node is trying a transaction a little bit before or after somebody else, uh, they get stuck on, an, on, an, on a different transaction than you, so you're not synchronized in which uh, uh, transaction you're trying to have a ceremony for, uh, a, mm. signing, a signing threshold ceremony. So uh, what we're doing right now in version 107 that, like you say, might or might not be out when this episode uh, is out is uh, stash specific uh, is we are completely taking all of the transactions off the queue. Uh, 
we will have zero transactions on queue. So uh, what will happen to those transactions? We will pay them directly manually, uh, mm -hmm. just so that we have a clear, completely clear queue. And mm -hmm. what we really do is to make kind of orchestrated starts. Mm -hmm. So uh, trying to have nodes be in agreement very well on, on Dash specifically from the get go. Uh, about these uh, transactions, it's around 21, it's 21 unique addresses that have stock transactions. We already paid to 16 of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, we just have five more users to, to pay back uh, uh, already. So we even did it before version 107 was out. Uh, so, you know, the users uh, are, are always kind of taken care of. Uh, they, mm -hmm. We even sent them a, a nice 3% bump uh, so that they uh, uh, were compensated for the frustration. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's not crypto is wild west. And then you, you don't, you're not getting your, your funds and you start getting worried that it might be, uh, you know, the last you see of those funds. So uh, we uh, understand that even though we consider ourselves trustworthy, that doesn't mean that people uh, are relaxed when we are kind of working uh, on all of these things. So uh, happy to have kind of a path to resolve it hoping that once we turn it back on, it, it stops uh, having uh, transactions stuck. But if they do, uh, we actually also programmed in version 107 mm -hmm. that an address from team can still attempt a transaction despite it being halted. Uh, mm -hmm. And why is halted important? Because it means UIs have this automation where when we put that it's halted, they also put that it's halted on the front end, mm -hmm. it's one. And second, uh, we don't have users having their transaction stock. So now in this in this time around, we are forfeiting a bit of movement on Dash because mm -hmm. uh, some uh, nobody can add liquidity, nobody can withdraw, nobody can do any swap, even those that work, you know, the Dash mm -hmm. inbounds. Uh, but uh, for now, we, we decided that since it's been taking longer than it should have, like if it had taken a week or two mm -hmm. or, or, or reasoning was, was in the right track, but now that it seems it might be, it might be something deeper, it's good to have it halted, uh, uh, use our funds to test, have, have it halted for the users. And uh, if we need to have a version 108, so be it. And uh, it wouldn't be the first challenge <laughs> life shows at us. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's more or less the story there. Uh, so when on stock, probably 107, highly likely there's nothing else there's nothing else we see that might be pointing somewhere else. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Code is not always very gentle. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's for so, sure. Well, yeah. that, uh, that definitely makes me think about, you know, back to what we were saying about ThorChain and just the fact that so many people are in disbelief that everything that they've been able to do just works. And I mean, I was using ThorChain in the the StageNet or the ChaosNet eras, and you know, I lost some money by, you know, doing that. Uh, it's it's clearly like a work of genius with a work of very talented developers. And uh, how confident are you that the Maya developers can kind of you know hang with that same group of of developers and keep innovation moving on Maya, seeing as this is such a hard problem to solve like the whole architecture and Thorchain can handle it, but only because they might have some of the best developers in the whole crypto space. Do you think Maya has a good enough team to be able to keep up? 
Well, it, where do you draw the line of good enough? You know, <laughs> uh, that's kind of a question and that, that will be subjective to everybody. So I, I think that's a difficult question to answer. Uh, these are the type of things that you normally can answer much better in retrospect. Mm. Um, uh, we don't have that res- retrospect with us. Uh, we, I'm, I'm fairly confident in uh, members we have in the team, in the dev team, that they're good. And uh, they, they know what they're doing. Uh, we have the great benefit of having Thorchain also kind of clearing the, the path uh, with us, you know, we, we are riding two bicycles in the, you know, Tour de France or whatever, and we're the one behind. They're breaking the air, right? And and we and I acknowledge that they're they're the they're the leaders here, and mm-hmm. and they're doing a, they have a harder job, uh, but they also have a, a, a larger team, larger budget, a larger a bit of everything. So you know, we're making do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as for will it be good enough? I don't know. Uh, since the beginning of Maya, I've told people like, guys, this is high risk thing. Uh, it might work. It might not work for petty reasons. You know, people just agreeing not to believe together. That takes all the liquidity off. That's a petty reason for a great reason. Uh, you know, we just got hacked for an economical reason. We just ran out of funding. Uh, so M- Maya is definitely the high risk bet, uh, but high risk also yields high rewards. So uh, what I can say is that we have a good dev team. Uh, we're doing our best and we're taking things very seriously also with fund safety and stuff. So uh, we, we are going slower. So Thorchain has a new version coming out every two to three weeks. Uh, it seems we are around every month to two months. So uh, we're going significantly slower. Uh, but, you know, slow and steady. Uh, why we why we prove as well, uh, you know, the amount of development, uh, the talent de- development of the team, just from launch to today, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm super proud of them. Uh, they they they've improved. They are much more knowledgeable, confident, uh, uh, and they obviously know Thorchain and Maya much much better even mm-hmm. even now. So. Uh, how I see it is we have a we have a soup you know we have a pot we have ingredients there the, the soup is cooking and you know every minute that passes the soup is a bit hotter so uh, yeah. that's 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 all I see with that team and uh, I I pretty hope that they remain with us for very long obviously the CTO or co-founder Itzamna, uh he'll be around uh, whatever mm-hmm. whatever happens. And he's also developed spectacularly, but uh, I hope it's the same for everybody else that they stick around uh, and they keep improving with us and keep working with us. And I'm also very happy that over time, the amount of lines of code written, not by the team, but by somebody out of the blue, you know, mm-hmm. a, a community contributor is increasing. So that's that's very nice. I, I see that uh, also quite bullish uh, since at the end of the day, this has to be something that outgrows us and becomes something of, for everybody. And I always invite people to participate however they can. Non- I don't code, so that's not an excuse either. Because uh, we gave it all away. Like, we gave mm-hmm. all the cacao away at the launch. Uh, uh, it's in the hands of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so step up and let's do, let's do this together. And 
we will we obviously have the plan to to work on this for a very long time but but we need also more hands and yeah. i hope that starts happening well that's a that's a good point about giving away all the cacao because uh one thing a lot of people don't realize about starting a liquidity pool is you start with nothing they have to be 50 50 balanced and as you add little bits in it can really do crazy things with the price and make it very difficult. You lose a lot of money if you do it the wrong way. The liquidity auction was really cool because you just, you started with balanced pools. It was just, you know, when it's done, it's done. It's just like, ah, it's all ready. And then Dash had the pleasure of being the first, the first chain that did not have a balanced pool to begin with, that nothing. And then you just had like, mm -hmm. I remember those early days, I was on a, a, a trip and, um, in the airport, I was there on my Thor wallet on my phone, just like just doing arbitrage back and forth as like the pool starts to, to deepen. It was a good time. I'm sure a lot of people uh, made money on that. But um, do you think that uh, do you think that we've learned anything of how to make that experience go smoother um, for like future chains that get launched? And do you think that streaming swaps? could have an effect on making it easier to start a pool from like the very nothing, very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes to both accounts. Um, on the first one, uh, you know, Dash is a very uh, large network that also has mm -hmm. very loose uh, authority structure. Mm -hmm. uh, so who, who is actually kind of building Dash or who, you know, decides what to do about Dash and in my... Uh, that was kind of a difficult question to answer. Mm -hmm. uh, those, the, the amount of, which is not wrong, by the way. I admire that. I, I mm -hmm. totally support that, and it just shows the, the amount of decentralization and kind of uh, uh, ownership that the community members have taken over it. That's great, but it's decentralization uh, already always hurts coordination, uh, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that's kind of how how I see how Dash turned out. Uh, in, for instance, the next two launches, the authority structure is a bit more clear. So we, I believe we can have a more coordinated approach. We can also coordinate a bit better with our UIs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if Pedro from ProWallet was here, he would be screaming that, why did we launch on a Friday? The reason was we wanted to launch on a Monday, but then it turned into Tuesday, then, then Wednesday. And when we finally could push the trigger, it was Friday. So, you know, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, just recording it a bit more with UIs. Dash it was also specifically a, a more difficult uh, implementation because it's not your typical UTXO. And mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, Kujira is very more, much more similar to Cosmos Gaia that you can you already have on ThorChain. So that will be a bit easier. So what, what I, yeah, the coordination and all that will be a bit better. And then about streaming swaps, uh, definitely. Streaming swaps makes a shallower pool easier to work with. So right now mm -hmm. I was like, hold on, you know, wait, wait a bit for your swap. Or, you know, if you want to add LP, get cacao, but don't get a cacao to Dash. Uh, get mm -hmm. it to some other pool because, again, so now you we will be able to essentially swap it uh, mm -hmm. for 24 hours to the pool, even if it's a very shallow pool. And still get the cacao you need to then go ahead and add LP. So uh, it, it will be much easier also to get that snowball effect uh, start mm -hmm. moving uh, yeah. until it's already kind of at a, a, a better 
you know, number where it's easier to manage. Yeah. And so we're talking about, um, other chains and things like that. Um, so what's the roadmap for, for other chains? I mean, I know I've heard about it plenty internally, but obviously Dash is first. It appears to be Kujira's coming next. And then Cardano's in there somewhere. And what else? Yeah, so we have Kujira, then Arbitrum, then perhaps one more chain. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're thinking what this chain might be. Perhaps an L2, perhaps a, a more novel UTXO. Uh, we're not sure yet. Uh, we will be a bit opportunistic about it. And then Cardano. Uh, the reason why Cardano we have to wait a bit and there's kind of this chasm is because of the different signature scheme. They use uh, Edwards mm-hmm. Curve uh, digital signatures. Uh, so EDSA instead of Elliptic Curve mm-hmm. digital signatures. Uh, they're, technically, the Edwards one is also uh, Elliptic Curve cryptography, but it's uh, in some ways wildly different. So uh, the implementation there of the threshold signature scheme will uh, just take a longer time. And we want to have Maya uh, have a bit more change so it can have a bit more resilience, a, a better base, while we have been a, a longer time without new chain integrations uh, from now to Cardano. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so far from what I understand at least, the main differences that Maya has from Thorchain are in like structure and tokenomics and things like that. And then of course, different chains supported, but for the end user perspective, it seems to be so far just like Thorchain. It's just like a, you know, a, you know, complete, almost like a mirror of Thorchain, like a skate, like mm-hmm. almost like a sharding solution for Thor- Thorchain in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a, but, with a bit of a lag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so do you think, is this always the way it's going to be where Maya just kind of has some sort of internal tweaks and different chains? Does Maya intend to ever, I mean, obviously this might be a question for like five years from now, right? But ever develop a different differences that the end user can actually perceive like different features or work differently. Mm-hmm. The, the, the main one I would say, you know, like you say, there's some tweaks like uh, mm-hmm. node spawn LP instead of, cacao and you know how we launched the cacao is already there we're non-inflationary so those are kind of like small tokenomic tweaks but something that's coming uh it's been seen in the works for for years and mm-hmm. we're very excited about it is a smart contract layer mm-hmm. um chain uh does not have smart contracts uh maya doesn't either and we won't have uh, the reason is quite simple. You will have a lot going on in Maya and Thorchain. You mm-hmm. don't really want to have smart contracts there, uh, conceivably changing some result uh, and, and kind of open that up uh, security-wise. It's uh, mm-hmm. you. We want to be kind of a bank, you know, a, a bank in a sense uh, with all the DeFi services, and you cannot have the bank have a startup inside of it. You know, uh, kind of that's that's a simple. Uh, not accurate, but simple analogy. Um, so in our case, what we're doing is have a separate uh, asynchronized chain, Cosmos-based, with Cosmos smart contracts based in Rust mm-hmm. um, that, uh, yeah, can proliferate. 
Uh, mm -hmm. This second chain also uses cacao. So we're not minting more uh, tokens or anything for this. It also just uses cacao, gives a new use for cacao. This is good because uh, when you generate demand for cacao, you're bringing in more TVL. So if people mm -hmm. want, you know, a million bucks of, of cacao to run their smart contract, they need to buy it on Maya mm -hmm. with assets, increasing yeah. the TVL. So it, it just also helps this kind of flywheel effect. And why do I believe smart contracts are very, very bullish? Number one, it does affect the end user. It, it gives more possibilities to the end user, uh, where, which its UIs and other teams can, can develop for them. But the second thing is, uh, a very important thing is, Thorchin and Maya are pretty bad at attracting developers mm. for the very simple reason so that any... Yeah, because you can only do so much with it. It's a very complex system. And anything you change to it is in the in the on the chain itself. It's a native functionality that devs have to acknowledge and kind of work on to ship. And then mm -hmm. nodes have to two thirds uh, supported to add it in. You know, so um, good good governance. That's great. Uh, but because of this decision of we won't have smart contracts within my Thor chain, this is a just this is just a direct result of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so once we can have smart contracts in this beautiful ecosystem, I believe we will be bringing uh, a, a new horde of developers and their UIs and their teams and their investments and their capital and their mm -hmm. users. And all of that will permeate into not only Maya, but Torchin as well, uh, which mm -hmm. is kind of our end goal. Uh, Maya's mission was never, you know, be number one or mission was, uh, uh, you know, we want to separate money from state. We want to do whatever is in our power to to make sure that happens faster, because you know there, there's no time to waste on that. Uh, every every year that passes, uh, you know, the 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 other side gets more powerful because technology yeah, cuts both ways. So uh, thankfully, we're you know millions of individuals all over the world uh, innovating, taking risks. I think that mm. would be we will be working faster than, than the other one, <laughs> that government. But for instance, I read, uh, I was very surprised. I've been reading more on, on uh, cryptography and its history and going as deep as I can on that. And uh, IBM with the government uh, learned many things before the public. Uh, mm -hmm. Like they already knew about differential attacks on ciphers. Uh, which was something that the uh, crypto community uh, caught on years later, I think a decade later. So uh, we cannot count on us being better than them because we can innovate, because we're individuals, because we can re take risks, because we're on the good side of history. Uh, no, they can also have some things up their sleeves. And uh, we need to plan on that and kind of do the best we can today so that we don't miss out on a on a on a future with freedom so uh, yeah yeah so it makes perfect sense why um from the maya perspective you'd want to attach in some exogenous sort of you know smart contract layer where now that provides more value for you need to get cacao from maya 
to run all this stuff. That makes sense from that perspective. Now, from the outside perspective, um, with so many, you know, the the era of the Ethereum killer is almost even over now. I mean, it's but like everything is trying to do. There's so many L2s. There's so many smart contract chains. It's so crowded in there. Uh, what does an Aztec chain provide for you know developers and users that they don't already have somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Well, the the neat thing is aside from starting with a very good asset, Cacao, that mm -hmm. you have certainty for your smart contract that Cacao has kind of like this base valuation. This is not an inflated mm -hmm. token. This token will not go down 70% day to day. Uh, so just that, the stability aspect of Cacao, since it's kind of an index of all the assets we have mm -hmm. over on Maya. Uh, that's number one. But number two is that Synth assets uh, will come in by default in a neat little package. Mm -hmm. So your smart contract will be able to work with uh, Synth BTC, Synth ETH, Synth Rune. Uh, also, uh, from the get-go, without having to depend on another smart contract, rather, you know, the chain itself, mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, with a very secure design that the Synth has. So. Uh, this plus Cosmosm being a bit more amicable to, to develop on than, uh, than Solidity. Mm -hmm. uh, it just has a, a few less loopholes here and there. It's a bit more deterministic. Uh, it just, uh, I just believe that many, many will come. So mm -hmm. uh, even then, there's kind of two smart contract worlds, the Ethereum one and the Cosmos one. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we don't really need to go for the Ethereum one right away. We just need to be very useful for, for some of the Cosmos ones to, to consider to develop some of their stuff with us. Mm -hmm. um, that and people that want to be involved in the Maya ecosystem uh, mm -hmm. and, and do kind of UIs that touch not only these smart contracts of a Cosmosverse chain, but also the Maya and Tor chain ecosystems. So. Yeah, we, we won't be necessarily, you know, uh, some people sometimes are very diametric. You know, you have to be the best or you're the worst. Mm. Uh, and that's not really how the world goes. Mm. Uh, you know, else most of us wouldn't have a job <laughs> to start well, with. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's not about being the best or worst. It's, it's about being good, being reliable and uh, feeling some needs better some and not you know the best just better than the, the average uh mm -hmm. information is not perfect like if you ask somebody what's the best way place to develop there might be a best place but nobody knows which one it is <laughs> yeah. we don't have perfect information to make those types of decisions so we just need to be a very good candidate such that when somebody does that analysis they might come to the conclusion that we are not mm -hmm. the best but the best for him you know because of he might just know rust better than solidity you know of course okay. great so uh in that sense uh we're working to be very good mm -hmm. and i believe that's enough to to bring in uh uh you know develop we don't need to bring ten thousand people even 100 developers that the ecosystem didn't have before it's already a huge win because a mm -hmm. hundred people is more or less how many people are today involved in my project together so mm -hmm. uh we we doubled 
and hundred is not that big of a number in the mm-hmm. in the smart contract space. So, yeah, yeah, that's a that's very interesting. Um, now, when we talk about fees, for example, this is because I'm really thinking a lot about tokenomics these days because I think that it's really good way to make sure your project goes nowhere is to have that tokenomics. Um, so fees for Aztec, where would they, who would they go to? Would they go to any of the existing Maya ecosystem? Mm-hmm. So uh, fees on Aztec go first to Node of Aztec. Node mm-hmm. of Aztec had to, al- had to already be nodes on Maya. So essentially mm-hmm. the nodes on Maya are getting paid. And why this is important is nodes on Maya secure the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also bond the LPs. So we're indirectly also bringing a new horde of LPs, but long-term LPs. Mm-hmm. Because a bonded LP cannot withdraw. Uh, so they're, they're kind of longer term. The best player we can have is a long-term mm-hmm. LP that's also helping secure the network. So those are the ones getting paid mostly, 90%. And then at 10%, very similar to how Maya works, which we haven't t- t- touched on yet mm-hmm. here, but uh, uh, goes to the Aztec token which is just a revenue sharing token, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fixed supply, 1 million tokens, and 10% of the fees go to be shared across those Aztec tokens. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's hit on the um, on the, the Maya token slash Aztec token. Um, yeah. So that's one of the more interesting, that's one of the big things I think is very different from the Thor chain from what I've been able to tell is, you know, Thorchain obviously has fully ruined bonded nodes, where whereas Maya has the liquidity bonded ones, so it's more capital efficient because you don't have to have as much mm-hmm. rune in there. But then the other thing is mm-hmm. just the second token, which I didn't understand much until relatively recently, um, but just a, a pure revenue share token. So mm-hmm. um, you mind going into how the Maya token works? and how you kind of came up with the idea or or if you didn't and who did yeah uh <laughs> it was actually people from the Thor chain ecosystem that gave me not the idea for the token but the idea to make a revenue sharing uh, system for the developers and investors mm-hmm. so um you know naive looks of you know a year and a half ago wanted to more almost two years ago, mm-hmm. wanted to just do an ICO and uh, not for greed or anything. I just thought it was the only way. So, you know, I was thinking about how, how much allocation to give to the developers, how much allocation to give up to the to the investors, how much is good, how much is abusive, uh, what, mm-hmm. what will be enough for the long term, uh, how could it work so that we could protect uh, retail and LPs and not kind of devalue the token or debase it. So I was thinking these many things, and uh, one person from Thorchain ecosystem just said, "Hey, you should launch. You should launch uh, with a uh, you know fee revenue. Like that, that is a, a good way to go. Just get X amount of the fees. Like uh, he gave, I think, Ccash uh, 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 reference on that. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, don't, I don't remember. It was long ago, and uh, so." That I was like, that's a good one. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm an entrepreneur in, in real life, and you know, I, I'm I'm aware that small commissions on 
a large volume of things is good, uh, mm. but it's also fair and, you, and users understand it and it's clear and people are, people are used to paying things like that. So uh, it just make, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, upon working more and more and more, I started just having the issue of well, what do we do when an investor doesn't want to keep getting that commission? They want to uh, they want to get out. What do they do? Uh, they cannot just pass on the you know the contract to somebody else because you you have knowledge of the of the seed phrase. Even if mm-hmm. you sell your wallet to somebody else, you know the seed phrase to that wallet, and mm-hmm. also distributing. Uh, in this system would have been very painful because it had to be on on the genesis on the genesis of the of the thing we would have have to explicitly declare who got so much what and why and how mm-hmm. for the rest of time unchanged so uh, when all that started happening or, or I started thinking of all of those cons to this idea I just thought this you know we have a perfectly uh, functional chain for exchanging tokens that represent something. So uh, there you go. We mint X amount of tokens. Those are the ones that get the, the revenue share. Uh, so then whoever has the token, the chain scans the holders and pays them out uh, every X amount of time, which we decided on 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, we came to this neat design where the team started with zero cacao. We gave all cacao away. And we have this performance-based compensation that for every $9 the ecosystem makes, we earn one, completely fair. And uh, how the token works is, uh, yeah, every 24 hours, whatever cacao it has accumulated from 10% of the fees, it will pay it out to you automatically to your wallet. No need to stake, no need to, you know, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's been working since launch. Uh, um, very, very, it's, it's beautiful to see. And uh, it keeps us in the in the in the right mindset where everything except value creation is a waste of time, and mm-hmm. and we have that la- we have that uh, laser focus because that's the only way we we earn a dime. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, this allowed us also to rethink cacao and how it was going to be distributed and shared and how we were going to jumpstart the thing. And I hope I, I hope that. Maya's example can bring more, many more chains uh, to do a similar model where you give away your utility token uh, to LPs or mm-hmm. to the most important role in your in your ecosystem, uh, and then you get revenue sharing very fairly, very transparently, very openly, uh, because you know retail can't take it anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Being bumped on is terrible. Uh, it's uh, hurts our ecosystem. You know, we, there's people leaving crypto because of this bullshit and mm-hmm. we shouldn't be doing it anymore. There's alternatives. So uh, this greedy model of ICOing or, and stuff like that or keeping a large allocation of the utility token and then being able to sell on the rest, that's that's not how it should work. Yeah. One thing I, I've noticed that is a, a long-term frustration is uh, the disparity between like the utility and the 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 way utility gets harmed by speculation and unfortunately with a lot of crypto models you need you you need speculation for utility because you need people putting money into the token so that people who have the token can make make develop on it make it work etc but Mm -hmm. then the ups and the downs ups and the downs like 
when um, Ethereum gas fees, for example, if the price of Ethereum doubles overnight, so does the price of the gas fees like instantly or the base fees, for example, and you have that shock. Mm -hmm. And then, or, you know, some, let's just say you're using, you buy a bunch of Bitcoin cash because you're trying to pay people all around the world. You're trying to use money. And then someone dumps on that or people don't think it's going to take over Bitcoin and then your money goes down. And then it just, you didn't care to gamble on it, but the gamblers do affect it. It is kind of interesting to sort of separate that thing out. Um, now, uh, just like every any innovation, the the more innovative something is, the more likely it is to be illegal somewhere. <laughs> so, on that subject, this seems to be. Like I paid a lot of attention to a lot of in the U.S. SEC cases where they've been mm -hmm. suing crypto projects about like, did you sell this token as a security, and a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of tokens like XRP and the, um, the library token are being pushed as, well, no, it's a complete utility token. And then the SEC is saying, yes, but you sold it like a security to raise money for your project in the beginning. I mean, Ripple mm -hmm. um, pre-mined all of XRP and then just like sold it, sold pieces of it. And then library had something like a 50% pre-mine, even though it's a proof of work coin. And they sold a lot of that to, to keep the project going and the and regulators going after that. And it seems like something like a Maya token would be a, a a target because it's like an explicit revenue share kind of model. It's a common interest, as one could say. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, how does how does that affect the Maya team, basically, or or the Maya project? Is it something you're worried about the the SEC coming after and saying as a problem? Are you mm -hmm. are you worried in that in any kind of a way or? Is this something you kind of like expect to happen and just want to do anyway, or what? How does that work out? Mm. Uh, we have very good things going for us mm -hmm. in the sense that we're not even based in the U.S. in any shape or form. We don't have any U.S. developer. We mm -hmm. don't have any U.S. team member. We don't have any U.S. investor. So we're kind of out of jurisdiction, first of all. We don't have any company set up anywhere, not even in the US. We don't have any foundation. We don't have any uh, kind of paperwork tying us to any any which territory. Uh, mm. That's the second. And third, the, the actual utility token was given away for free, so we didn't sell it. The only problem, like you say, is Maya. And uh, we actually, we would do something very funny when we were pitching to people, investors, VCs, whatever. Like, guys, just out of the get-go, before we start, what I'm going to talk about now is totally a security. Doesn't pass it how we test. Uh, now, also, we didn't sell it publicly. Uh, what we sold when we when we when we've been selling Maya has been one to one, person to person, peer to peer. Uh, so it's not this public event of us of a selling uh, event and an ICO. So all of this just SEC for us is a non-issue. Uh, we're also pseudonymous team. Uh, using pseudonymous emails, my face is known. That's a, you know, uh, something that uh, we did decide, but only mine, and that's mm -hmm. it. So I don't, I don't run the nodes. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't run the thing. So in general, I, I believe we're uh, very well, uh, or rather, very far apart from from the SEC having any jurisdiction or doing any wrath or being any able to even do anything. Mm. And I also believe that hopefully 
this will just be for five years. Uh, I believe, you know, the U.S. will have to, uh, you know, bend the wrist in, in five years from now. It's just two more cycles, guys. Two mm. more cycles and it's over for them. It what do you think five years shit. specifically? Two, two cycles. Mm. Two cycles. And we just need to get our shit together, uh, <laughs> put our minds together, stop fucking around, stop scamming people, stop... This mm. is not... This is not... This is not a game. <laughs> this is the future of your children. Whatever you do, whatever you work on, whether your children will be able to spend that uh, uh, freely, privately, uh, 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 unilaterally, without overreach, that depends on us today. This is a this is a war. This is a revolution. This is the war of the century. Uh, you know, I see it a lot. Like uh, separating anything from state is always good. And I, uh, from Mexico, uh, state and religion were quite intertwined. Mm. And one of the best things that could have happened to Mexico was the, the separation of religion and state. Uh, now we're doing something that's never happened before, essentially, which is take away their, their, their monetary rights as well. It's a, it's a violent monopoly that they have. Mm -hmm. Pay up or screw up, you know? Uh, so we, we need to get our shit together. We need to work. We can do it in five years. And after that, all of it will be water under the bridge, you know? Mm. Uh, you're, a, you're a pirate, but you helped conquer America. You're a conqueror. You're not a pirate. <laughs> anymore, <laughs> yeah, of course. You know? So that's how I see it as well. We're starting a new world. Uh, uh, some people might be on a grayish tones, or some people like us are doing just the right things, but uh, overreach and bureaucrats see it as wrong for some reason. Uh, I believe after that, new world is actually giving birth and and is flourishing. Uh, we mm -hmm. will be no longer persecuted. And we will be no longer needing to stay uh, with pseudonyms. Like I'd love to say who I am. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I love to. Uh, why not? This is uh, a very important part of my life. I'd love to be able to talk about this with friends. Mm -hmm. uh, but people read news that, you know, crypto is a scam. So yeah. uh, I can't. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on that. I don't care really about the SEC. I'm Mexican. Uh, you have no power over me. Mm -hmm. uh, I live in Mexico. I operate in Mexico. I do everything in Mexico. Uh, I can handle Mexican government if the time comes that we were mm -hmm. successful enough to to have a uh, you know to to be targeted in some shape or form. And uh, as to my long term worries, I think they will go away when when crypto takes predominance. And we see it in some countries, you know, Switzerland and Salvador. I've been I've been in both and then you know they both now take crypto very very seriously and those will be the winners the countries where you and it's how democracy also uh grew so fast wherever there was democracy people flocked to mm -hmm. those countries grew did better and outcompeted anything any other model monarchies communism whatever else same with crypto I believe Yes, it's small countries, just Salvador, just Switzerland, just, you know, Portugal, small countries. But people will start flocking to them when our liberties start to get threatened more and more. Uh, they're doing drowned, you know, governments 
their mon- the power over money is drowning. So they're kind of, you know, when somebody's drowning and they mm-hmm. even drown you, they're, uh, you're trying to save because yeah. they're drowning. Uh, patadas de ahogado, we say in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as, as they keep losing power, they will try to cling it to it even harder. Mm-hmm. And that will just exacerbate the issue and, and make it exponential. Uh, people will then flock to Salvador. Wealth will flock to Switzerland. Uh, uh, people will prefer to, you know, pay taxes there, uh, make their companies there, sell to users there. That, you know, the guy that the, if Switzerland is very friendly, more people will go there. More people will spend their their coffee, their lunch, their household, uh, uh, and they will be able to capture that new wave. And mm. countries have a choice. Mexico has a choice. And I think it's better, better, well poised to take the, the, the you know the crypto one. Uh, it has a choice, and the earlier it takes a choice, the better it will perform over its peers. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so I, again, I believe that process is just starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wouldn't believe. I told them, guys, there will be a country that starts adopting Bitcoin. You know, no, you're crazy, Salvador. And that's just mm-hmm. the first. More mm-hmm. will come more will come especially yeah. as the dollar keeps debilitating so it's just a matter of time one to five years well in the meantime it seems like the threats that the sec is basically the the, the bad things for being targeted as a security seem to be the result of first of all if you have a company they will go after the company and of course you mentioned there's no there's no maya company there's not the organization to go after and even so the, the people are out of the country uh, mm-hmm. But then also, the other big thing is when you you list the tokens as a security, you can start suing um, exchanges and things that that host the token. So mm-hmm. I guess it, it is a to a certain extent a genius move to have an exchange platform <laughs> be the one <laughs> that has a security yeah. token. Because what are you going to delist from our own exchange? It's like. It, you can't delist you know. us because we're not listed anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. Uh, and also, we don't have any UI, by the way. That's something I failed to mention. Mm-hmm. Maya runs no UI. We run no cus- customer-facing system. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, if Switzerland starts changing their mind about crypto re- regulation, well, they could go against Thorwallet, right? Mm-hmm. They they're selling. They're using. They have the the users or something, or maybe the U.S. can go against Thorwallet and say you cannot use Maya in the U.S. Okay, I stop downloads from the U.S. Thorwallet, but if a U.S. person uses Bitcoin that has that is not in the U.S. jurisdiction, to mm-hmm. go ahead and buy cacao or Maya or whatever, that's we they didn't do it because of us. We hey we just we we're just chilling in Mexico. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the system open. It's on the internet. Just tell. Tell your user not to do it. Mm-hmm. That's who you should t- be telling, not me. Mm-hmm. I'm out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> so also because UIs is also a point of failure uh, that that we've seen. We saw that a few weeks back. I forgot the protocol. Uniswap, but right? They, yeah, they went after the UI, mm-hmm. and oh, they yeah, had and they had to budge. Tornado Cash too, because they the smart contract and the UI were kind of run by the same entity. Yeah, not us. Mm-hmm. Not us. We don't have any UI on purpose. First, to foster competition in the UI space and kind of flourish with new things and a faster development. That's first, uh, uh, because it has this affiliate fee design, very smart. 
But second, just reduce the amount of excuses somebody will have of saying we did a bad thing because we didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing something fundamentally good. Yeah, it's so obviously the more decentralized a kind of thing is, the better in terms of the more resistant against state actors. One of the reasons why you can't uh, really go after Bitcoin that much, I mean, Satoshi just bounced, he disappeared. He wasn't like say, oh, I'm anonymous now. Let's hope I stay anonymous. No, he just gone. And then the the idea of like who actually runs Bitcoin or who's responsible for it is just like no one. And as you mentioned with the... Um, like the coordinating the dash integration too it's a similar sort of situation where you know there might be some team that does a lot of development but it's just kind of like the community's all over the place you know um and so another thing you mentioned in the the early days i remember when this was back when there was a conversation with dash and thorchain and thorchain made a lot of promises about integrating dash and a few other coins and then they later started to talk about, well, no, it's a decentralized ecosystem. We don't know what the nodes want. And it became very, very murky. And I remember um, conversations about, well, like Maya's starting, a team is starting Maya, a team that can make guarantees and promises and stuff like that. And then you decentralize over time. And so what, what's the, what, if any, are plans for, I guess, decentralization or governance in the way Maya's run, I guess at the, obviously the nodes are one thing, but as far as the mm-hmm. development and things like that. So of course the code is the same and mm-hmm. the JIT is the same. So uh, the governance practices can be as similar to Thorchain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing on Maya, rather than having a difference in governance is we just have a difference of history. Uh, mm. Thorchain was born before they had a chain, uh, before the code was done. Uh, so took quite a few years. And over that time, the authority structure started to fragment. And mm-hmm. there's just many voices. Uh, in the case of Maya, thankfully, because of a shorter history or a bit more efficient history, because of a better situation we, we had, honestly, we had it more easy. Uh, it is just the case that people trust us uh, mm. this time. It's so it's too early. They, we've been doing a good job, and uh, they they trust our judgment and they uh, willingly uh, kind of accept it. Uh, but that can that can change because of two reasons: we we do a bad job, or simply because as we grow and more people get involved, more people will start to shine whose judgment is as good as ours or better with differing opinions or different uh, strategies mm-hmm. where to take this. And, you know, if somebody debates and they win an argument and what they say makes sense and what they want to do is, uh, you know, community supports it, you know, whatever they want to code, uh, will go through instead of mm-hmm. our solution. And that's fine. And that will happen. I'm very excited for it to happen. Uh, yeah. But governance wise, nodes have the full governance rights uh we are everything that uh, Thorchain is doing to decentralize we adopt as well perhaps with a small mm-hmm. lag but not because of wanting to just because of we're slower <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh it is just that uh socially the social consensus layer of maya is mm-hmm. is rallied around our judgment 
and and happy with it, comfortable with it. So that's that's all. Yeah. So in a situation where let's just say, you know, everyone is in a all the Maya team is going on a super secret retreat, and then somebody shoots a missile and, and takes down the plane, and the Maya team's gone, and someone else kind of creates it. Obviously, other developers can crop up. Um, the Maya team has had the Maya token to sell to be able to, to finance, you know, the kind of growth of the project. And so I guess mm -hmm. it would be in like a long term scenario, it would be, I guess, a new development team might just be people who buy up a bunch of the tokens and then start or someone buys up a bunch of the tokens and says, you know, or we accept payment in my token, then the my token holders would pay them some of their shares, I guess, in order to make sure their investment still has value long term because of development. Mm -hmm. Or cacao, or donations, or mm -hmm. they can have a UI. You know, they have a UI. Mm -hmm. They are an affiliate piece, and they're just interested. ThorSwap on ThorChain, they do hell of a lot for the mm -hmm. ThorChain ecosystem. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they have a financial interest to do so, and it's not inflation. It's not uh, paying them. It's uh, the affiliate fees they charge on the UI. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we have a we have a very sustainable thing uh, in the sense that something that's generating economic value very efficiently mm -hmm. that means there will be players interested in its long-term survival just because it's economically viable that's all yeah well, that makes sense so what does the next year for Maya look like what, are, what kind of stuff are you gonna, looking forward to over the next year well bringing in a lot of the futures of launching we yet don't have saver streaming swaps lending bringing mm -hmm. in more chains like I told you, Kajira, Arbitrum, some other, Cardano, and then mm -hmm. some other after. And uh, the Aztec chain, smart contracts, bringing in more developers, more innovation, mm -hmm. uh, more UIs. So that's it. Uh, it's just the work we're doing, just keep going. We we uh, don't really see a situation where we really need to pivot at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, believe me, I, pivot, I pivoted in the past, but right now I do see a clear path uh, towards success, we just need to focus and uh, and do things faster, safely. That's it. Fantastic. Well, thanks for the chat. Uh, where are we going to sit? Where would you send people if you want to send them to click in any links? Uh, well, you can go to our website myprotocol.com or the docs mm -hmm. docs.myprotocol.com. You can find out a lot about it there. Or if you want to go ahead and start using all these, you can just head straight into eldorado.market or to thorwallet.org and use Maya tomorrow. Uh, mm -hmm. Good luck and welcome to Maya, guys. And thanks for having me.